0: am I. Welcome to the Maxim Institute podcast. My name is Marianne Sprudel. I'm one of the researchers here at Maxim Institute and this is our weekly short form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today we're talking to Maxim Communications Manager Jason Heal about his recent column. Hi, Jason. Hi, Marianne. Now, education has been on our radar for a number of reasons, and you've been writing about overcoming barriers specifically for boys in the educational system. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, What are the barriers that you've identified?
1: Well, it all kind of came about because there was this study that was released that showed that boys do really well in single-sex or boys-only schools, that they... Mm. um, they attain higher achievement for university entrance and things like that. And it kind of got me thinking about what what is it that causes that. And so uh, what I came across was uh, actually a really interesting quote by Christina Hoff Summers, who has written uh, quite extensively on the subject of boys' education. And she said that schools, as they've become more, she says, feeling-centered, risk-averse, competition free and sedentary that they're actually far less engaging for boys in general obviously we're talking generalities Mm. here not specifics um but and then boys who tend to enjoy the more active side of things get punished for being boys right yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so they don't enjoy school and then uh they do worse in school and they get pressure put on them and it's kind of this Self perpetuating cycle in many ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. One of the links that you have there goes to a poll says, of more than 800 men looking at the impact of male primary teachers in boys' development, it found that more than a third, 35%, felt that having a male primary teacher challenged them to work harder at school. And it also talks about them being more approachable for boys, um, more likely to approach a male teacher about bullying. So, yeah, that goes along with what you've been saying about. There are different needs that boys have.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's as right. Such having
0: maybe higher standards for them. Yeah, Being I harder mean, on them I
1: think about when I was a young boy at school, the subject that I hated most was maths. It was the worst. But the subject that I did the best in when I was in fourth form, what's that? That's year 10... Is that year 10 now? Uh, I'm form? the wrong person. When ask. I was 14. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We all grew up through the forms. Um, I think it was year 10. So when I was 14, that was the year I did the best. And the best subject I had was maths because I had a teacher that pushed me mm. and was like, no, you can do this. Have you done your homework? You are better than this. You know, yep. gave me discipline, right? Yeah. And pushed me and he held me to a high standard. And um was the best year i remember coming away going man maths isn't that bad yeah <laughs> but then i had a terrible teacher the next year and it all yeah. went downhill but you know it's it's that difference of of approach yeah mm.
0: yeah and obviously not knocking female teachers but exactly. looking into schools in new zealand because um, i've seen looking into the ones that have a 50 50 male female ratio for teachers yeah. or ones approaching that they tend to be the ones that have Diminish the gap between achievement in boys and girls Yeah,
1: Interesting that isn't it It <laughs>
0: is So it does back up all of that mm. um, And yeah. as, as somebody who is male we've, we've got the issue that Fewer men are likely to become teachers They're yeah. less likely to stay in the field mm. My dad's one of them um, And in New Zealand there's only one male teacher For every three female teachers in mm. schools yeah. So you know, that's just a problem in supply. Mm. As a man, what do you think would make teaching a more attractive vocation for guys who are obviously going elsewhere and might not have enjoyed school themselves when yeah. they were boys?
1: Yeah, some of the things that I think um, might help to get males in there and to help offer positive male role models for young men. Uh, as you say, young men find it easier to talk to male teachers and, and it's more natural, um, less intimidating, I think. Um is to offer maybe expand some of the physical education subjects to include things that aren't just athletics mm. or some of the normal sports, but maybe things like um, martial arts or other dance opportunities or um, other things that that will get boys moving and get them kind of. Um, and something that's exciting for men like i think about how many men at the moment talk about jiu jitsu or that sort of thing that's something that men really enjoy that kind of mm-hmm. um if we had a jiu jitsu program as a as a pe program that that could work um i think as well the material subjects like metalwork woodwork um even mechanics stuff like that um that men, you know boys tend to like doing stuff and actually yeah work out their their emotional issues physically as well. Um, I had a friend who was a counselor, and he used to, when he was he was at an all-boys school, and when the boys would come to him, he would take them for for a walk to do. So they call it walk and talk therapy. And the boys really responded well to that, and he was really almost overloaded with um, boys come, wanting to come and see him. Right. So I think things like that, you know, bringing back some of the, the tangible, uh, what do we want to say, tactile subjects yeah. as well as, more of the um, energetic subjects.
0: So you're talking about offering those in schools not just to get boys more engaged but to attract male teachers who will want to teach those subjects. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like being able to impart some sort of uh, knowledge that you might have about woodworking, um, about using planes and chisels and varnishes and Mm. being able to... I think boys enjoy having accomplished something physical that they can show, look at this, this is something that I've... Constructed. Um, and and for men, being able to show boys how to do that is really satisfying.
0: Yeah. yeah. And there's an argument to be made for subjects that aren't being emphasized, but actually in the real world, there's a shortage of, you know, trades and other yeah. things.
1: Yeah, Carpentry, plumbing, so gas just, fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being
0: more aware that not everybody goes to school to go to university to yeah. get a better – you know, there, yeah. there are different pathways. And That's right they should possibly be started earlier on in school. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's
1: a way for some young men to find their passion that may take them around the world. I mean, some of those skills you can take anywhere, you know, as a plumber or a, or a carpenter. That's a,
0: just what we need, more people leaving yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, to yeah, do. that's right. <laughs> that's a more whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, podcast, yeah. Yes, that's really great. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And now let's hear from Jason as he reads his column.
1: Nelson Mandela said education is the most powerful weapon we can use to change the world. There is broad agreement that education is the cornerstone of progress and success. However, as we strive to create a level playing field where everyone can thrive, we must address the unique challenges boys face in our education system. We know boys are falling behind girls in reading, writing, and maths. Only 30% of boys leave with university entrance, and they are less represented at university About two men for every three women. To enhance the outcomes for our boys, it is necessary to re-examine our current methods and consider innovative approaches. By addressing specific needs and providing tailored solutions, we can ensure boys thrive academically, emotionally and socially. Boys perform better in single-sex schools. Does this mean we should segregate education? Not necessarily. We can do several things across all schools to ensure that boys are thriving alongside girls. American philosopher Christina Hoff Summers has written that our schools have become more feeling-centered, risk-averse, competition-free, and sedentary, making them far less engaging for boys and increasing the likelihood of disruptive behavior. Let's incorporate hands-on activities, practical projects, real-world applications, and some risks that can harness their natural curiosity and promote critical thinking. Recognizing and supporting boys' natural desire for physical activity is important. We shouldn't dismiss or criticize hormonal changes they experience during their teenage years, but instead find positive outlets for the energy. Expanding physical education programs to offer a variety of activities, including team sports, martial arts, and dance, can be very beneficial. These activities promote physical health and teach important skills like teamwork, self-discipline, and self-esteem. Additionally, offering these programs can help attract more male teachers to schools. The absence of male teachers is a problem. We know male role models in education can positively impact boys' development. Currently, only one in four teachers in our country are male. We must actively recruit and support male teachers as they can offer guidance, understanding and relatability, positively influencing boys' academic and personal growth. Boys typically express their emotions in a practical manner. This is often seen as a lack of emotional intelligence and limited self-expression. Amid crises, this is a good thing. Long term, we need to provide them with tools to process these emotions fully. Schools must consider ways for boys to explore and understand their emotions. Implementing techniques like action release, suppression delayed reaction, or displacement objectification can equip boys with the necessary tools to navigate their emotional landscape and build healthier relationships. In the hands of our children rests the future of our country. It is troubling that many boys are leaving school without qualifications as this could pose severe economic implications for our nation in the coming years. Economist Cameron Bagri has highlighted the real world consequences of this trend and emphasized the need for immediate action. It is therefore essential to equip all of our students with the necessary skills and education to become future leaders. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Matewa. goodbye for now.